Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living by the Law, the podcast discussing fictional worlds and how wondrous and ridiculous they are. My name is Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jude and Guy. Living by the Law is not currently sponsored. If you wish to sponsor us, perform a hypnotic dance that catches the very soul of your offer with your movements. We will hear you. We always do. This time on Living by the Law, we look at Brandon Sanderson's Elantris, and we look at the magic door that resides there. This episode may contain spoilers for Brandon Sanderson's Elantris and the Cosmere as a whole. Wheeled me out of hospital, boys. What the fuck is this? Something far more important than your health. No! <laughs> My bones. The They're sh- all infected. I've been in hospital for two weeks and they tell me that I've got an urgent call. I was expecting my mother. But, Guy, the show must go on. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh God my help God. me. Yes. Uh, what, what, what has happened to you, Guy? I've been in hospital for two weeks. I've had spinal infections. It's been chill. <laughs> I've lost eight kilos. I've got a uh, antibiotics line in my arm, and I'm having a chill time. I'm home now, though, so who, who gives a shit? <laughs> Damn, and we're still on time for an extra week. So naturally, so naturally, he's back home, chilling, recovering, and got his brand new episode up, because it's his turn. It is Guy's turn. <laughs> Ready for his I did, I did you guys episode. need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> We, so turn, we do a great right? rotation here. Where we're, where we, we I do an the... equal distribution of work, yeah, yeah, which involves Jude editing, Matt doing all the social media, and me doing fuck all. Well, well, it would be you. But, uh, but you've, you've got your script there, right? Yeah. I don't. I got wheeled out of hospital. Literally, the week I was supposed to be working on my script, I had the most excruciating back pain I've ever had in my life. It's playing the uh, card again. I'm Matt. so sorry. Hey, listen, I'm on antibiotics for four more weeks. Literally, my fucking girlfriend this morning said, "You've got the uh, patient card for four more weeks," and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I do," and I'm gonna use it. Four more That's weeks. Generous. <laughs> That's very generous. Do you know how many scripts that? Is? <laughs> That's at least two scripts. Hey man, I got I got MRIs to get to. I'm busy. I'm busier coming out of hospital than I was before going into hospital, which is insane. <laughs> Every piece of advice I've gotten has been like, "Hey guy, chill out. Have a rest period." By the I way, was. you've got an MRI and X-ray, antibiotics change, ops, and other shit tomorrow. So come into hospital for two hours. Then after that, I'm going to see my grandparents, and I have to. My mum the. Like, two days after I came out of hospital, was like, by the way, you won't mind driving the car back from the airport because we're going to Queensland, right? I'm like, sure, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, my God, that's my God. the most well, I'm going to well, get into thank- it. It's, thankfully, it's been a busy in that period. Time, thankfully, in that time, we have so many scripts ready. We have a list of things ready and um, so prepared. Um, yeah, Jude, do you want to take this away? What are, he's doing CPR on his keyboard. What are you doing? The, the, ah! <laughs> yep. We're good. Okay, podcast. I got one ready. It's dying. Podcast it's taken back podcast to life. <laughs> CPR <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. No! This, is like, <laughs> this is one that I never thought I would ever do on this podcast. No! It is like 
So you know, like when you drink, when you're drinking, like <clears throat> a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of that bottle of wine, there's all the bits of grape pulp on very rare occasion. Yes. Because the wine's a bit too old. Yes. This episode is those individual flakes. Oh, Jesus. It isn't the good wine juice around the flakes. It is the flakes themselves. It's the part the bits that, made that it. no one wants. The bits that you scrape out. The bits that you throw away. You waste good wine throwing them away <laughs> if you have to. No one wants it. This is this episode. I, I want everyone to know that I had like a reasonably okay episode that has seen some success in the past... Uh, up for this and uh, I asked you he's like so do you want to go or should I go and he's like nah I got this and I'm yeah, like okay yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah yeah and then I realised when I'd um, fuck it story time with Jude now <laughs> when when I had um, a, a, a appointments all day today starting at like 9 o'clock I realised that my a script for this episode was nowhere near as finished as I thought it was because I'd had a busy week of work and I didn't do as much. I imagined more work than I'd actually done. Um, so then when I sat down at like... I was thinking, oh, I'll go to bed at like 1 o'clock, wake up at like 7.30, she'll be right, that's fine. I can go and do my thing all day, record the episode, easy. Um, sat down at the PC at 11.30 after I got home and realised I had a shell, if that... <laughs> And I still wanted to play some Civ, so um, <laughs> still had to get that Civ book. So I um, campaign in, put away some, put away the script, and put away a couple hundred turns in Civ. And suddenly it was three o'clock, and I was like, "Oh boy, it's gonna be a fun day in the studio." Um, <laughs> so Jude, so now here we are. <laughs> knowing with your uh, brilliant um, mind and your great shell you've got left, take it away. Mm. Uh, no, you know we're getting there. We're getting At there. This fine nine p.m. the next day. After exactly. your four hours of sleep, you poor bastard. Ah, oh, it's fine. Um, but it's okay, because this episode is on the magic door. Oh! Oh, 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 excellent. Guy definitely thinks it's something else. Why does Guy, Guy know what the fuck it is? Guy it's something else. Do you mean the magic the, door? He's way he's, too excited. I think, I think this is there was a live action version of it released on Stan, like, three months ago. You're thinking of the portable door. No! <laughs> I knew you were too excited. No! I was, okay, I was I've thinking... I've tricked slash bamboozled. I was thinking of the... I thought Guy was thinking of the magic uh, treehouse, which is like a book when we were younger. No! Oh my god, I think pick. I would that make that great. mistake. Dick and Fanny are my besties. But, anyway, we're talking about the magic door. Yes. Two words. Um, What is it? What could it be? What could it be? <laughs> that is <laughs> you, door, D-O-R. Yeah. D- what? Not D O R, not D O R. There's one O in this door. What is it? Take a guess. What is it? Have a wild guess. <sighs> it's before I do. Respectfully, can you please tell me what the author's name is? Mm-hmm. Not yet. Okay. Okay. It's because I want to. I want to kill them. It's because they Samson. made a thing called the magic door and then went. Ah, oh, it's D O R. It's Brandon it's like Samson, and it's the thing that connects the worlds together to make some shit. Let me get. That's my guess. Uh, what? my guess is it's, I can't think of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired, man. My man's come out of hospital and I, um, lost his humor. He it's, left his oh, humor bone in It's the a wondrous it story about a young man who stumbles into an agency, uh, where magic is being modernized. Um, and he's tasked with finding a door. That he can that's pick the portable up. door. That's yeah, that's, that is definitely the portable, portable door. door. I saw the trailer for that. I'll be honest. I tried to watch it. I got like it's such a I got, like, shit movie. Was, like, it was eh. so bad. I literally watched it in hospital on painkillers. Yep. It was pretty rough. Hey, um, you, anyway, God. so the door, the door 
is another magic system from Madness Hanson Cosmere. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, God damn it, you son I of a knew bitch. It. You did it again. I knew it! Um, featured most heavily in his very first breakout novel, Elantris. This is where it all began. This is the Iron Man of the Brandon Sanderson shared universe. This is the first book. Uh, excuse me, you mean The Incredible Hulk? Ex- excuse me, don't you mean the Fantas- Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, the first comic actually released? No, I'm talking... The first <laughs> MCU movie was The Iron Man, and then The Incredible Hulk came out afterwards. Cause Robert Downey Jr. Yes, because Robert Downey Jr. appeared at the end yeah, of the Hulk. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, after having been in here, Iron Man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm the least... Mar- like, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I'm still the least Marvel fanboy. Of <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, I heard that from upstairs. That's... That's a great chunk of audio right there. Um, <laughs> put that on your TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, we have Patreon now. Go support us. Patreon, uh, Patreon TikTok, <laughs> and Instagram. Matt's working so hard. He deserves so much support. We're actually making edits. We're making behind the scenes. This is up from the, the beginning of this episode. Follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes and clips. TikTok for edits. Patreon if you love us. And Facebook for the, the love of the game. You know? Reasons. Anyway, so Match back door. to Elantris. And I love was the guy the first who novel. on Twitter. He's a good man. He's a G. Um, Elantris was the first novel of Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere, Shared Universe, MCU book version, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, the one where you'll be reading a book for a random series written by him and then a character will pop up and you'll go, hang on a minute, you're that dude I read about in the other book. What the fuck are you doing here? Um, anyway... Um, and it is his first major work and is currently a standalone novel. Um, though it's technically part of a trilogy, but he hasn't released the other two books of the trilogy yet. When did this release? So wait, it's his first book Mm -hmm. that's part of a trilogy Mm -hmm. that he hasn't released the rest of the trilogy. (laughs) And I know that Brandon Sanderson's book universe is not small. So he's got... Three Mistborn books in Era 1. He's got four Mistborn books in Era 2. He's got four Stormlight Archives books. He's got Warbreaker. He's got Elantris. That's just Cosmere books. Then there's like seven short stories in the Cosmere. Then he's got all of his other books that he's written outside of the Cosmere. And this, this was the first one he wrote. This trilogy, Matt's procrastinating so hard. This trilogy, this trilogy sounds like my 3D like, fucking printing personal projects. When did yeah. he release this? 2007. Fuck me. Brandon. Brandon, I know you you listen to this podcast, Brandon. You gotta get that shit done. Listen up, Brandon. We're big fans. We love how metal works in a way that metal should not. But finish your fucking books. You gotta finish finish Landris, man. You gotta gotta finish finish Landris. If you were a good author, you'd be like Trudy and finish her books. Trudy Canavan. Mm. Mm, Love you. Mm, 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 mm. He wrote, technically, he wrote a short story that follows Elantris, but it happens in Elantris, and it's another chapter written from the perspective of another character. Fuck you. It's complicated. But, um, no, it's actually really <laughs> cute, because his, he, his, his partner, right? Sorry, this is just a fun story that I think needs to be in this episode, and there's yeah. no other place to insert it for, apart from the very start. So his partner, when they were just together, I believe, I don't know his life story, fuck me. Um, she worked at a school as a teacher, an English teacher, and he's an author slash university professor at that point. Um, and then Lantris was the only book he'd like released Cosmo wise at that point. And one of his partner's children wanted to read Elantris for her book project and was like, Hey, there's this cool book I found. And then she's like, 
That's my partner's book. That's kind of funny. Uh, anyway, so she gave Brandon the book report that this kid did on Elantris, and he was so in love with it that he wrote that student into the world oh, as a character. Yeah. And that short story that he released is a perspective of another chapter of this kid being a character in the world. And it's it's cute as fuck. Anyway, and then the that's how the teacher then said, oh... Here's a short story. Does the character sound familiar? It's you. That's right. I'm dating the author. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm him. Awesome I am him. <laughs> that is, that Hi, is, it's me, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> that is really cute. Really, I it's hope they address the kid by name and they really scared him. I hope that's what happened. I, <laughs> but that, I, yeah. You know what it reminds me of? The fucking mm. books that they put out after like Fifty Shades of Grey from fucking the mm. Grey's perspective. I'm like... Mm. You did not need to do this. I did not need to know this. I didn't want to see it for the predators. I want to know what the... Yeah, yeah. I want to know what the happens next. For that. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> God. So, I... for clarity, when I said we have you for that, I meant the show you, not Matthew Doyle you. Matthew Doyle is <laughs> I not was going to say... What the uh, fuck? Matthew Doyle is not a predator. No, the implication um... that Matthew Doyle is Christian Grey is very good. <laughs> I, just, I Just put that in the canon, baby. Stick that in... <laughs> That's in the law. I don't want that That's to be in law, but I did enjoy okay. you. I, I Not that I think the character's a good person. He's not, but I enjoy the show. And I think that is a bad thing about my character. It's okay, Matt. I enjoy you as well. Um, well, if we've gone anyway, 15 minutes without so a single law fact, let's get into Let's get into the bottom no, of the we're fine. We're fine. Um, the fuck's the door? Um, we're getting there. We're fucking getting there, okay? We get there when we get there. Um, so... It was his first major book, etc. Standalone novel. We got there. Cool. So, um, while it's a standalone novel, you could argue that it's all part of a shared universe because characters from this book pop up in some of his most recent books just casually, and the magic system in this book is across all of the other ones in the background doing shit. Oh, fuck. I forgot this part of recording episodes. The fact that every time Jude does an episode, we have to re-explain a new magic system. No, we're Brand, not. We're Brand not going Sandy, to it. Love, love him, love him <sighs> little hey, ladies. No, this is nearly the last one I'm going to use. So we get There's it, like we get a pull and a push and a fucking a puck. And I don't know, but it's... It all Wrong seems... one. So, um, that also means that we get two new shards because we have the shards. We love them. No, we don't. We love our endowment and our... Please explain them people. all again. Um, no. Um, so the shards we've looked at are previous books, of course. Ruin, Preservation were the metal ones. We had endowment in Warbreaker and uh, Awakening yes. and the Breaths. Um, today we tick off another two. We are looking at Devotion and Dominion. But we also kind of aren't looking at them. You'll see... Um, so it is set on the world of Cell. That is S-E-L, because fuck spelling. <laughs> the door on Cell. What yes. the fuck are you on about, Brandon? Um, the door is interesting compared to the other Cosmere magical powers, because where all of these powers are based off of investiture, the magic juice in this whole universe, uh -huh. um, that then relates to one of the gods who's put that investiture out in the universe... In the world of Cell, the gods that had their investiture are dead. They were slain a long time ago. So devotion and dominion, they're dead. They're gone. They're gonski. Who? Um, the 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 person that was that god has died, and the magical juice that was their whole life force is just left. Um, Peace so out. They were slain a long time ago, not too long after creating the world. They got created the world, started doing some stuff, and then they got killed. Um, 
once the physical body of these gods was slain, the other god that killed them, hint, hint, we'll get there one day, um, killed them, he locked away their shards in the cognitive realm on Cell. This is like the ethereal plane in D&D, that sort of thing, like a mental place but not a physical one that overlays our physical world, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, exactly. Um, Common fantasy sort of idea that a lot of universes have, I think, are like cognitive realm overlaying ours. Um, I mean, so, yeah, duplicate the, realm overlaying it like Stranger yeah, Things. So. I disagree. This exactly, is a real exactly. thing that anyone should take. It, it makes zero sense in all sense. Yeah, but a lot of people use it, so deal with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate the Matt just cut out on Zoom there, so I didn't hear what he said. No, he doesn't cut out. He keeps trying to be very polite to make it so that our takes are very clean, but it just means that he ends up gesturing at the camera, which is a... A artifact <laughs> that will be preserved in amber until we release these recordings on on fucking Patreon. Patreon, yes. you'll see me having fun. Um, <laughs> you'll see a bunch of so, the visual gags from the first episodes that we yeah. fucking kept it doing, and were some of the best features of our first episodes. <laughs> so, with the shards trapped here in this cognitive realm, their investiture. Their magical juice. I'm just going to keep calling it that every time. Yeah, go, go, go. That makes sense. Magical juice. Um, The investiture is left trapped in one massive untapped pool in this world with no one watching it, no one controlling it. In other words, the magic in this world is insanely fucking powerful compared to all the other systems we've talked about. All you need is to find a way to tap into this literally limitless well of power, and you can unleash insane amounts of power at your foe. There is no greater power siphoning it into small bits of metal to burn off. There's no controlling commands to it. There's nothing stopping... If you had the right access, you could just tap into it and just unleash literal god power in someone's face. Destroy the world. Yes. So it's kind of terrifying because of how fucking strong it is if someone could use it right. Um, Nice. So how do you access it? All you have to do is find a way to tap into this vast vat of power. Thus comes the magic systems. Um, And this pool of magical juice, the pool of untapped investiture that permeates this world, that is the door. Ah, it's a big, it's a big lump. So, okay, just just to summarise, we have... And do correct me here, Judith. We have many metals that come and have their own unique power, like their own sliver of investiture that come into this. And then we have the breath, which has like your your own unique back. Like it's powerful, but it has its backfires. You have to. It's really hard to collect. It's really hard to get this. And then we have need. Yep. Yeah. And then we have a door. And they're all the same power, but this one's more. No, so they, so the way that, um, what's the word? So in the metals example, so being able to consume or burn a bit of the metal then let you tap into a little bit of that investiture from the shard, the god that was connected to that investiture, proportional to like the bit of metal that you ingested. Um, The breath one was about everyone in the world being given a little bit of investiture. They never get any more from God. They're all born of a little bit of it. And then people can gather that. So you can only have a hundred bits of investiture if you've managed to get a hundred other people's bit of investiture. There's no way to get more from God. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, God is dead and he left his credit card on the table. <laughs> if you get the credit card, you're in fucking luck. Ding, 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 ding,
Um, that's that that that's a great metaphor. God left us. That's yep. very good. God's dead, and he left a fucking door open to heaven, baby. Let's fucking yes. go. And I really hope. I would love. To, I would love to be proven. I would really love for it to not be the case. But I really hope that the magic in this world isn't called the door with one less O, because you just need to create a door to access the magic. I really hope it's not the case, but I think it might be. Hey, sorry, I've got, sure. I've got, a, I've got another one. Um, the boss is out of the office, but he left his rails of coke on the mirror. That exactly. That's another good one. <laughs> sorry, I've got a call in from Brandon Samuelson. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely because they have they use a door to open up. That's definitely <laughs> why. He told me. I hope. <laughs> I have a direct it's first book, I man. You got to give him some. Yeah, exactly. First book. First try, he's just... First publicised book, actually. Got to put that asterisk. Every fucking oh, writer no. has... Like I say, his, it's his first big breakout novel. Yeah. I think technically he'd released some other small novels here and there, and he'd obviously written stupid amounts of stories since he was, like, however old. Um, but this was, like, his first big breakout novel and his first Cosmo one. Um, exactly. Nice. So... Delicious. Um, all you have to do is find a way to tap into this vast vat of power. Thus come the magic systems connected to the door. Yes. Um, which there are three we're going to talk about today oh, that all connect to the door. Christ. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay. Just relax. I'm trying uh, to. The other implication around these shards being destroyed and their essence trapped in the cognitive realm, um, their remaining investiture just being trapped throughout the realm, is that geography is very important in this magic system ah. for two reasons. Um, there are pools three big pools across the world of magic. One connected to devotion, one connected to dominion, one that's a little bit of both of them. So, nice. um, so do we know much of the lore that happened here? Like, were these gods killed early before they got to spread this out and make their magic system properly and, like, flesh it out? Yeah, so that's... So, like I said, I said a little bit at the start, they um, got to the world, created their world, just started kind of beginning to make some parts of their intent. So if you remember some of the other shards, they usually create things attached loosely to the intent, but we don't really get to learn much about the intent of these two as they get killed before they can really do much. Um, I am going to talk in a, just after this next sentence, I am going to talk a little bit about something connected to these shards to give a little bit of an idea. But anyway, um, so the geography side of it, so there's three pools, so to speak, um, Devotion, Dominion, of, and Mix, yeah. Yep, exactly right. Um, to be able to connect to a magic system, you there are sort of other ways to be really tricky about it, but to make it really simple Drink and the, in the, knowledge, the knowledge that is related to this book um, is that you need to be born in the geographic area of where that investiture is stored. Uh, so being born somewhere in one of the countries will mean that you may be able to tap into one magic system. Being born in another may mean you can tap into that one, etc., etc. Are the countries um, like position, like structured, so like their borders are like devotion? Um, not quite. Okay. Secondary um, question: Are the countries aware of this fact? No, they are not. Hey. Are not. Okay. Here's here's the here's the. I'll throw this in there now because it's just kind of a convenient time to do it. Mm. Um, this book is the first one in the Cosmere, chronological and release. Mm -hmm. The books that we're up to now in the other book series in there, people from this planet 
are so advanced they've got like spaceships and stuff, right? Nice. Why did, so like one of the... Why did they do this? Brandon, just finish your trilogy, man. Just finish your trilogy <laughs> and skip it. Well, ahead. I assume even well, even when we get to the end of the trilogy, um, I imagine that there'll still be a big time jump between where they're at in this book and space travel. But yeah, so the, the idea is like in the later books, the people from this world are very universe Cosmere aware, as they call them. Um, like nice. they're aware of oh. There are gods that had planets, and we're one planet, and then if we fly to another planet, there's another god that created a different planet that's kind of similar to us. Interesting. Um, But, yeah. Yes? Question? I have two questions. Mm -hmm. One, we've only heard people on, like, kind of a medieval level. We don't know them much else, but, like, on a planetary level. Is this the first time we've seen, like, interplanetary people? And people had advanced civilizations that have, like, spaceships? Kind of. So in, um, I'll do. So you remember Mistborn? There was the medals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were using the arrows. Second, yeah, the second era of that. So that was era one. I was talking about really the second era of that. Uh, they're very much in um the industrial era. There's guns and like revolvers, and nice. steam trains and stuff like that. Um, it's really cool actually. There's like thick tra- some sick train heists in that book. Anyway, that sounds um, like it would fuck. <laughs> it fucks because think about how pushing and metals. Can yeah. Like guns firing bullets. Yeah. 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 Look anyway, out for part two, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my se- yeah. My, sec- my second question. This. Yep. I sorry if you were finished answering the first. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said they're traveling between planets. Are they all in the same solar system? Um, we assume so, but we don't know for certain at this point. That's mainly because the, we don't, we as the readers aren't very Cosmere aware yet. There are characters in the book that know vastly more about the universe than the readers do. All that we know is, hey, this book that I'm reading where there's gods doing things, that dude that's running around in the other books up to stuff is here what he's the fuck up, is his plan? he's up to something this he's, son of a oh, bitch no, yeah no legit like there is a, there's a lot of there's a lot of organizations that stretch out across all of the books and we know they're up to stuff but we don't yeah he has a crazy kind of, sword. I don't know, in the, sorry you keep in, using the term up to stuff and it just sounds so fucking funny for like god tier spaceship wielding races to be up to but something hey, like yeah no shit <laughs> hey guy don't worry the guy has a magic sword which not only corrupts you when you have it but it fucking talks they're on the same level you know what i mean so spaceships all... magic fucking sword that talks to you get on hey, it we'll, we'll return to that sword today what do you fucking um, mean we'll return to what that are you sword fucking today? on about wrong so, universe anyway so the other point the other point right, that's planet. really important about the geography is that the person using the magic crafting the magic accessing the door the closer they are to the magic source they're tapping into the stronger and more potent their magic is Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So, for example, if you fight someone accessing the door through X magic system, if you fight him on the other side of the planet to his capital city, he's not going to be very good. If you fight him in the capital city, he's going to melt your face off. That sort of so thing. is the is the the power on the capital cities on the two when the two powers. 
Uh, no, there's. I'm just saying it's like there is a, a capital city okay. above each of the points, but they don't overlap with the power. Okay, is there a single point where you're the most powerful? Um, loosely. At least one of them has a confirmed point where you're Either the point. where you're the strongest. And if you're born in the middle, can you do both? Um, we actually don't know yet. Very possibly. Very possibly. I'm saying we yes. know people that are close to the border because I was that born. have come with one or the other. But um, anyway. So, moving on, mm-hmm. um, I will talk one last thing to say before I start going on to some stuff in World, because I think it's really cool and neat, and it's the only system of magics that I'm into reading at the moment that does it. Um, all of the magic connected to the door is very semantic and symbolic, and that is the only thing that's needed in accessing it, meaning that the way someone connects to this magic is very specifically through shapes, runes, and symbols, that sort of thing. This is one of those magic systems that really frustrates me, because, like, Mm. when they're like, oh, you need very specific runes and semantic things, and it's like, the gods are dead. How did you learn that? How did you figure that out? Was there just some fucking schizophrenic guy just, like, scribbling on the walls and then his shit blew up? Hey, hey, guy, how do we figure out all of chemistry and physics? Time! I know! Yeah! But still, it's still frustrating. We we just threw these at a wall until things worked. There is a very good reason how people learnt these shapes. Okay. And that is because the earliest people had a little bit of help from the one part of the world that the gods did get to create, kind of. These bitches <laughs> had a cheat least, guide. They're, they're, the, the two gods got together and they built one house. It's like it's like when you get together and build one Minecraft little, like, your spawn area before the world gets fucking abandoned. You know what I mean? This they is before these Nintendo two gods magazine. got fucking obliterated off the map. They bought the Nintendo magazine with all the <laughs> tips and tricks. Um, we are going to talk about the one connected to devotion, and that is a Sion, um, a Sion I believe they are called. Um, they are maybe pronounced differently, but I was pronouncing them as Sions the whole time I read it. S-E-O-N. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So a Sion is a sapient being from Cell, um, connected to devotion, and they serve human masters. Great. Good, good start. <laughs> yep. Um, Sions take the form of floating orbs of light, each with a glowing Aeon at the core, which they are named after. An Aeon is the foundation of the first magic system we're going to look at, the Aeon door. Um, An Aeon is, in essence, you could call it a rune. It is effectively an alphabet, um, where each letter or symbol or Aeon is a particular means a particular word. So, for example, you may have an aeon that means spirit. You may have an aeon that means healing or health. Whatever. It's an alphabet, basically. <laughs> nice. Yeah, sure. Um. So a sion is a floating ball of light with one of these letters, these aeons that are important for the magic system, floating in the center. Sion's the guy. Aeon's the school of wizardry studies. I did. Aeon's the room. I did look up sion yes. and it came up with a bunch of cars, so I'm a bit confused. But let's keep going. Fair enough. Um, so they are described as small and melon-sized. As a bit of an idea for how big they are. Nice. Um, they have a level of control over their brightness. Um, and they often pulsate with light while speaking or laughing. Um, they, um, do, they exist mainly on the cognitive realm rather than the physical, um, as they are basically just a spirit. And the important part is, um, they bond with humans. 
Nice. Um, bond. So Sions Friend. can bond. have a bond with an ind- so they form a bond with an individual human. Um, the human does not have to be born in a particular country for this. They can bond with anyone. So despite the fact they are directly connected to devotion, they don't they they don't see they don't see geography. Great, the they're not the racist. Does. I'm so glad they are not racist. Can't see race. Um, however, they love their masters and act as loyal companions and advisors. The bonds work through a spiritual connection. Um, and they are bound only by love and are not obligated to serve. There is nothing forcing them to serve. They can just leave if they want to, but they just do serve. That's just what they do because they are a manifestation of devotion. Fuck, damn it. Is that what you were going to (laughs) say? I was going to say, would you say they're quite devoted, but you (laughs) were like bouncing around it. I see. I unlike see. unlike, I unlike this it. podcast, uh, we are they are not dedicated to serve this. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Um, I both got you legally obligated, so uh, it's good to have it. It's good to have. The, I swear uh, to God, I should have read that contract. The contract. Carefully. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it um, does say hospital in there. I'm glad, so glad I know. I, I know. It fucking says hospital. Trust me. I reread it. I'm so glad anyway. I read that thing in there. Um, so a bond can be passed from person to person. Um, and the passing is initiated when the Sion's master instructs it to form a new bond with a person. That's great! Um, if a person dies, a Sion will bond with someone else. Usually, Sion's, it's very... At least at the time of the novel, it's a very common thing that they'll be handed down between parents and children. So, if your dad had a Sion his whole life, when he's getting old and he wants to retire from active business, who knows, he... he he thinks the time is right. He will instruct his Sion to bond with you instead. Nice. Um, everyone that has a Sion, they basically become like their closest friend and confidant. They have a very positive experience for That's the most cute. part. There are a couple of people that abuse them a little bit, but we don't talk about them. <laughs> um, so a quote from a Sion, just as a little bit of an idea of them. You look at things as a human, young master. You see rank and distinction. You try to order the world so that everything has a place either above you or beneath you. To a Sion, there is no above or beneath. There are only those we love, and we serve those we love. Oh, Yeah, they're very cute, that, they're very nice, they are very cute. wholesome characters. They are very wholesome characters throughout the entire novel. Um, slight, I hate the slight, fact that they are... I was, I was, slight, sorry, I was thinking the bond between them was a bit weird, because they're like bonding with a character for life, but though when you started passing down between like son and hmm. or daughter hmm. and mother and son and father, I was like, okay, it's much more sweet S- than I'm thinking. Slight, like... Yeah. Yeah. House elf vibes, but like mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. I, I agree. A little, like little this... bit, little bit slavery, see, but also like little bit slave, but like they're they're super into it, but like legitimately they're super into it. Just because they're into it but doesn't mean it's right. You know what I mean? Day, day, day. What else are they gonna do? What else? Are they but gonna then do? also the anything else. Is, <laughs> the, another difference is the fact that they are sapient, but they're also immortal, unkillable beings that just kind of float around doing nothing, like. <laughs> They, and they don't get abused the way that a house elf. Anyway, we're going to move on. Um, that's a Sion. They're pretty cool. They're connected to devotion. So that gives us a little bit of an idea that's of devotion. That's for you I to like decide that. if they're not being abused or not. You know what I mean? That, that, that's not for you to decide. That's for Brandon <laughs> Sanderson to decide. Well, they're <laughs> interesting. Finish the, a very interesting... Finish the trilogy, Brandon. Finish the trilogy. <laughs> a very interesting thing about Sions as well that definitely changes the way the world works a little bit. Um, they can connect. They are constantly at all times connected to every other Sion. Um, and you can use your Sion 
to open a connection to the other another Sion that someone else is using. And they're basically they're basically Zoom in this like medieval esque world, where um instead of having to send a letter, if you're a noble of one country trying to speak with a noble of another country, you almost certainly both have access to a Sion. I was gonna say you yeah. can ask your Sion, hey, the 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 country over there. Do you is there a Sion there? There, could, could you connect to them? Sure. And then they basically turn into like a mini mirror that then is, that shows you the other person you're talking to, kind of. And you can, sorry, you don't see them technically, but you talk to them through the Sion. So it's like a telephone more than Zoom. But yeah. This is an amazing technology and I love it. I love hmm. how the, the world building is so cool, how they have like hmm. a magical way to interact and then communication gets solved and therefore wars would probably ha- not happen as much because you have direct communication uh-huh. between the leaders and stuff like that. Correct. This is a very unwar driven world. Exactly. You'd have a, there'd be a lot of different communication, right? Can't mm-hmm. block people. But though. I have a, you said most mm-hmm. of the nobles have one. This so there's a class system. If you have a C on, you're important, and you don't have a C on, you're not. And most of the important no, people that, have C on. No. no, they there is plenty of C ons in non nobles as well. Are there plenty um, of nobles who don't have C ons? Yeah, plenty. Oh, okay, okay, maybe, maybe I'm judging too often. It's more. It's more the fact that if you are a noble chances are if you don't if you're a noble let's say you're a prince and you really need to speak to someone in another kingdom you there's a good chance that you don't have a Sion. there's a very good chance you don't have a Sion, in fact but uh. there's a very good chance that one of your servants one of your other nobles someone in the palace that you're living in has a Sion. you can go and use that yeah scene. you have access to a that makes way more sense yeah. i was thinking like yeah. they just like the noble people and i was like wow brandon no, 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 no. No, so no. the guys that are um, every like single the... goddamn magic system he makes is gonna have a class system attack. <laughs> but like, uh, that, okay, that makes way more actually, sense. The people like you can tell you can tell it's his first novel because the class sis- the class system in the book and the nobles it's so nice and positive, exactly. and overwhelmingly friendly. He hadn't got you can co- tell it's his first. <laughs> he hadn't got um, confident enough to express <laughs> the real classes problems we have in society. No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the other the other side of Sion's the Sion of dominion if you want um are called a skaze and that is s-k-a-z-e skaze um so they are connected to dominion living on cell um they are very 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 similar to sions um and like sions they appear as sapient floating spheres of energy that can converse with humans unlike sions however um, they are very rarely seen in the kingdoms outside of the ones with the Dominion's presence. So where Sion's, you can get a little bit all around the world. Skays are very rare to see, apart from the country that has got Dominion's energy in it. Right. To the point where a lot of people don't even believe they exist. They're like, you're away with the Skays sort of expression, if that makes oh, that's sense. Fun. That is a fun expression. Yeah. So, so what does um, Dominion mean? We're, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So they so while Sion's glow with light and have an Aeon at the center, the Skays are described as dark, seeming to suck the light in around them, uh, with indistinct edges that blend into the air. Skays also have a ring around the sphere with a pa- uh, pattern of misty symbols. Uh, the Skays have a relationship to and may be named after Dominion's vessel, um, so the person that was it, because his name was Skay. Um, so Skay, Skays, go figure. Um, 
But anyway, um, the disposition of them, which is kind of the important part, is uh, most likely due to Dominion's intent. The skays are um, pretty thirsty for power, I believe is a quote from Brandon on these guys. Um, the skays are reliant upon humankind, but it is not known if they have masters like the Sions. It is unknown if the skays... Um, ooh, that's a spoiler, actually. I shouldn't have put that in my notes. What? what? <laughs> um, anyway, so the point is, the skays are kind of the other version of Sions. They're kind of their opposite. They're the one kind of Dominion. Um, unfortunately, oof. the thing with skays, we are probably going to get a lot more about them in the rest of the trilogy. Well, because they aren't really in the first book, very Brandon. Oh, no. Um, b- before we get into like mm-hmm. the before we get into the definition of skades and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. examples of them in the book, I'm imagining scaves and I imagine the ultimate scaves as like this lustrous kind of person, one of that dominion, one of that power, like a dom, just like the like the perfect top. Is the perfect scaves. That's my that's my imagining. The perfect top, the perfect dom in any sexual relationship has a scave and has a ready ally there to help you in any sexual encounter. Fair enough. I'm I will leave that to Fester. Um so they <laughs> are the thing that's a little bit different with them, they kind of explore the darker side of Sion's and show you what Sion's could be if they wanted to. Because at the end of the day, a Sion is a magical floating ball of light that can make itself hidden, spy on any conversation, fly through any wall, talk to anyone at any time, has a communication network across the entire world, and has direct ins to every king's court across the world. That could be terrifying if they wanted to be, but instead they choose love. You know what they'd make? Skays the... do not choose love. Skays do not choose um, love. You know what they make? Skays choose danger. They'd make the perfect sub or cuck. And I, I respect they would. Can I you? The I need. Can you stop, Matthew? Um, I need you to stop. I'm just expressing oh, in the way people imagine it. Jesus Christ. I... And with the scares, they... Interestingly, they um, effectively have a puppet kingdom of humans that they have, from the background, taken over. And they are Hell giving yeah. secrets to... So one of the magic Up systems the that we'll get into, the Dakor, um, is very strongly believed to be handed down to this group of humans from the Skays, and they showed the humans how to use it and to tap into Dominion's power. Um, they're kind of loosely trying to take over the world using humans as puppets. The Skays are pretty... That, that, so there's Dominion's Hell intent. Yeah. Um, My fabs. Moving on to the actual magic, we are going to start um, with... Yeah, we're going to start with the Aeon Door. Um, so the, um, Aeon Door, this is the first one, this is the one about drawing Aeons, and what better way to start it than by me reading a passage from a book at you, because yeah. I know it's just going to put guy right to sleep. Oh my god. I'm so fucking tired. I, I heard Aeon Door and I'm like, okay, that sounds like a door from Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> it's even more dry than that, let's go. No, I'm so into <laughs> this. Read your passage. Um, so... <clears throat> Dilaf's monks charged. Rayodon completed his duplicate aeons, sending out a pair of powerful energy blasts, then quickly began drawing again. Yet holding to his waist and tense hands, Serene could see that Rayodon wouldn't finish the supernaturally and um, wouldn't finish drawing before the supernaturally quick warriors arrived. 
The docks shook with a powerful force, wood cracked and stone shattered, and an explosion of wind blew across her face. She had to cling to Raiden's somehow more stable body to keep from being thrown to the ground. When she finally opened her eyes, they were surrounded by hundreds of silver-skinned forms. Aeon Dar, Galadon ordered in a booming voice. Two hundred hands lifted into the air, scribbling Aeon Dar, and about half of them made mistakes, their Aeons evaporating. However, enough finished and sent a wave of destruction towards the charging monks that was so powerful it tore through the first rank of them. Bodies collapsed and others were thrown backward. The remaining monks stumbled to a halt, staring at the newly arrived Elantrians. That is an example of the... Andor users or the Elantrians in action. God damn! How many do you have on his hand? Have on hand? Um, a whole city. Damn. So, um, only an Elantrian can use the Aeons to draw from the power of the door. So this is various continents come under the area of Elantris. The name of the book. Hell yeah. Um, the capital city is named Elantris, thus Elantrian. Um, this means to use uh, the Aeon Door, a person must originally be of Aeonic descent. Uh, the person must then be chosen by the Sheod. Um, so this is the uh, this is a little bit more um, that's attached specifically to this side of it. The Sheod is attached to the Shard of Devotion. Um, how it may have worked while Devotion was alive is anyone's guess, but with no one maintaining it, random people throughout this continent get picked um, from within the populace. Um, they are randomly struck by the Sheod overnight, as if overcome by a sudden illness. But then, by morning, their skin will glow gold, uh, will glow silver, their hair will turn white, and they will gain the ability to draw aeons that channel the power of the door. God damn! Fuck yeah. So people just randomly, it does not matter, it can be anyone. This is a nice thing about, this is quite a positive for a nice change in books. Um, it could be a prince, it could be a peasant, it could be a pig shit farm it could be anyone it they could, could just wake be up. a serial killer that is the dark side of it that we will choose to ignore <laughs> but yes it could be a serial killer um the idea is the main city of elantris is built atop the pinnacle of where this power is siphoned from um and the city itself channels from a huge... The city itself kind of forms a massive Aeon that then channels the power, and there you then use it to power things throughout the city. Um, so, like, electric... What could be an electric door, but is really just them using an Aeon that basically has an instruction sequence saying, when person approach, open. Cool. Aeons are very similar to coding. We'll get into Hell it. Hell yeah. Um, just like, they're just like in a robots. Way. You can just... Yeah, basically. Um, so, um, it is potentially possible, well, it is possible to form this connection to the Aeon Door by being invited by specific people, um, though the exact mechanics of this are not yet known. The process is a little grey at present. Um, all we know is a character that definitely wasn't born in that area has this magic in one of the other Cosmere books, and when quizzed on it, he was said, oh, they asked me to join. You motherfucker, nice. Brendan Samuelson! You gotta explain uh, this shit. Everyone wants that character explained. Trust me. Um, so, drawing aeons. Um, in order to draw a functional aeon, the Elantrian drawing it must intend to do so, or else the glowing lines used to draw the aeon won't appear. Um, so they use their aeons to they use their fingers, sorry, to draw the aeons, with each finger giving the lines different widths. 
Um, so they basically, all they do is literally raise their hand into the air and they draw the Aeon in the air. And as their fingers move, they kind of leave behind golden writing in the air that sticks around for a few seconds. Um, that's very, I don't know, it's a cool visual. I like it. It's fun. Um, yeah. Um, other objects like a quill or a stick can also be used to draw Aeons. Um, and Aeons can also be crafted out of other materials. Um, so they can craft it with stone or wire if they needed to do a particular thing. It's the shape of the Aeon that's important. Um, as I was saying, it's all about the semantic and the shape and the symbols they, for this magic system. If they make it out of something else, can you just, like, tap it and it just works? Yeah, that's... Uh, that, yeah, how yeah. They, like, for making the electric doors and stuff, they would craft it out of stone and then, yeah. Power it and the... Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so in this way, they can make amulets and the like that have an actual magic effect. Um, leaving Aeon alone for a short time without completing it will cause it to disappear with no effects. Um... Each Aeon has a unique effect, which is determined by its shape. Uh, the Aeon, Aeon, yes, the the, the Aeon Aeon, um, is the starting point for every other Aeon. It appears that the energy can only get to the physical realm in certain pulse lengths and frequencies, so an Aeon's shape allows for certain frequencies to escape, which has a specific effect. Um, if an Aeon is the wrong shape, it may do nothing, and the Aeon will flash once and fade away. An Aeon drawn incorrectly with an omission of basic lines would begin the process of the Aeon, but would stop in the middle of the process due to not having enough energy from the door. Mm. Sometimes it is targeted at a person or a group of people um, and could lead to disastrous effects if you fuck up drawing it. For example, trying to instruct someone's arm to regrow is possible, but if you fuck up the Aeon sequence, you could make their arm just keep growing. Nice. Hell yes. Um, as one example, um, the size of the Aeon can affect its power, um, and Aeons can also be combined together, which is the important part of this. Um, Aeons can be given more control or strength when the width of the lines match the proper locations that correspond, um, oh, yeah, sorry, that's the geography stuff, I already talked about that. We Wait, so the width of the lines you draw is the, is proportional to the power of the thing? To an extent, yes. There are other factors that apply. So yes, size does matter. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to. Um, like you don't want to short the fuse. You don't want to overcharge something that doesn't need it. Exactly. Make a really thick um, line just to hold a door. Open. So, basically, at a super super simple level, you would get like an Aeon. I think Ian is one of them that's that's healing. So that would be simply healing. But that on its own, you could draw that in the air, and it's not going to do anything. It needs more instruction than that. You need somewhere to direct. That's accessing the magic. Those runes, those aeons would light up. They've got the magic from the door, but they've got no target. So it's going to sit there for a few seconds before disappearing. You mm. then need to add on another aeon that instructs duration of time, position that you want it, target, etc., etc., etc. You have to be really specific when doing these things. I thought you said the aeons were um, like sentient, somewhat sentient. No, that's the seons that have an aeon inside them. So people learnt these at this alphabet. So the Aeons is just an alphabet, basically. Okay, so yeah, sorry. So the Seons yeah. are the sentient beings, and the yeah. Aeon are the language that they use to to promote yeah. their power. Yeah, okay. exactly. So exactly. like literally, it's just coding, and these yeah. Aeons are just letters in the yeah. code. And you don't need to power yeah. this thing with like electricity. You just need to write the code on a wall, yep. and then it works. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like I say, if you had, in theory, if you had, with Aeons, if you had 
managed to make and managed to learn the best possible combination of magic, you could do some crazy things with it. Um, so, for example, one of the characters that pops up in a completely different book way further down the line, the person with the spaceship, funnily enough, um, she sets herself up on this random planet um, and becomes like this mysterious sorceress that no one understands how her powers work because she's using magic from a different world. Um, Cheating. And she literally uses aeons drawn in really thorough, like multi-paragraph long spells that give people like a really specific curse and a really specific way that if they meet this criteria, the curse that's placed upon them would end. Yeah, I met a couple of witches like that once. They read my tarot cards and said I was going to die yeah. by like three so songs. It's, so it, it's, okay. Um, not just, you die during a podcast, I think would be the end. Anyway. From anyway, three frogs. Um, oh yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, you it's, you could do some pretty crazy things with the Aeon Door. Can I, can I think of it? You could do is it. That, yes. Was that on a world that we know of? No, this is a different world. Okay. I was just imagining someone comes to a world where everyone, like, power through breath or power through, like, metals and just starts, like, hold, hold, hold your shit one sec and just starts fucking writing on a wall. And it starts, give him a sec, let him cook, let him cook. And I mean, it's, it's like, like a wizard coming to this world. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and legit. And then they're like, oh, nice thesis you got there. Is there right? It's like, you know, like, um, you've seen the, what's that? What's the Matt David movie where they write on the, he writes on the wall? No idea. No idea. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to die if I don't remember. Anyway, writing on a wall and then you're like, wow, what a, what a thesis. And then they point at you. Oh, is that um, Goodwill Good Hunting? Hunting? Yes. Good Hunting, yes. Yeah. And then he just points at the end of his Goodwill Hunting, his uh, writing, and then you just die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, that's kind of what happens because, anyway. Um, so yeah, Aeon Door is crazy. You can do some insane things. Um, all you need is to be able to draw this alphabet of runes and you can basically structure spells to do whatever the fuck you want. So it's very soft, but kind of hard in that sense where it's, it's hard and soft in the way that Harry Potter's magic system is, um, is a good way of putting it. Where in theory you could do anything, you just have to know the right combination or the right spell to do it. I like the idea. It, it, it builds, yes, Harry Potter is like very hard and soft in the world, but it builds a system where like if someone's been around for a long time, they've studied a lot. Yeah. They're, like, if, near, near infinite power, like Dumbledore, you know? Exactly. He only exactly. dies when he wants to die, you know? Or he fucks yeah, up. and like... it also... It also... The main character of the book who gets taken by the Shield at the very beginning and becomes an Elantrian, um, it creates a really... It lets the it lets the character have a bit of a chosen one feel to them and be really good with the magic in a way that doesn't feel convenient because... It's the whole point that he's just a big fucking nerd who was a researcher on aeons because people research aeons. That's just a thing that you... It's like, it was like an alpha... It's like if someone was, you know, um, a linguist who studied languages and then suddenly was put in a position where they could use that to get magic. And it's like, oh, fucking winning, I guess. I'm sorry, but every, yeah. if there's a word where you're a linguist, you're going to like, everyone's learning fucking languages. I'm sorry. That's the number one job. <laughs> But like, oh, there's reasons why they don't, but I won't get into that. Um, that's beside the point of this. But, um, like, can I... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've just lost my entire point. Holy shit, I had a point. It's gone. That's okay. I will move Keep on going. to the next thing. So, the next one we're going to talk about is the one connected to Dominion, uh, called the Dakor. Nice. Um, so, for this, I will read a passage from 
Um, a very small one this time. Um, also, those monks from the last passage attacking this capital city where there's a bunch of fucking silver-skinned wizards. Like, <laughs> did you have your shit on, Laura? Like, you, like, you thinking? Is your brain function? What the fuck are you doing? They weren't attacking the city. The Elantrians teleported to them. Oh, cool. Okay, never mind. So they were defending their homes and they got fucking wiped. Oh my god, poor monks. <laughs> no, no, no. They were attacking another country close. To... Anyway, it's it's, it's nice. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I remember my point. Anyway, sorry. Um, I, I really do like how a lot of the other magic systems in the world, so far at least for this, and maybe Brendan didn't mean to this, but this was really nice. Because their gods existed, they're very finely tuned and they have a lot of balance and a lot of like finesse to them. Mm-hmm. It, even the breath who is really overpowered if you have a lot of breath is very finely yeah. tuned whereas this if the gods died really early they never got to fine tune their world so exactly. yes there is a lot of depth to this magic system but it's very like one-sided if you have the power you have it because they never got to really finish this especially because all the magic systems in one area they just maybe they died there maybe that's their first put down their roots they never got to spread it out. I really like that. Yeah. That's it feels un- incomplete, and I think that's the point. So I, I that yeah, that is very much the point. There's a lot of parts of this world where, um, even like the way the kingdoms are, there's a lot of like, um, incompleteness feeling to it, if that makes sense, and a lot of feeling of like, oh, people just kind of left their own devices in a sense. There's not like, there's not a lot of religion in this world. It's another big thing compared to a lot of other Cosmere books. Um, every other Cosmere book, there is at least some level of worship. There is there is priests in this one. Sorry, of course there are, and that would be a lie to say there's not. But it's the religion feels a lot more just kind of like okay, you're just a dude preaching me to be a good person. You're not worshiping the Almighty God that we all know about. You know what I mean? Right. Gotcha. More like a counselor than feels a, priest. a lot more. <laughs> It feels, I just say, it feels a lot more like religion in our world than like religion in a fantasy world where you know God could strike you down in that sense. I guess. When right. God, God is not an active character in this book. No, exactly, exactly. When God is actively um, real and actively affecting the world, I think it's very different. Religions have very different. It's always, yeah. yeah, it's always going back to that D and D thing of like atheist D and D characters, and it's just like the pantheon's real, like. You see clerics wandering around, like healing people's limbs. Like, what are you doing? I think <laughs> I can't really be a cleric. A cleric, uh, atheist in a DD world, more doesn't respect the gods than than doesn't believe yeah. in them. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this passage. Passage. Um. Dusk had almost passed, and darkness cloaked the market square. Karathan lost track of Dilaf in the waning light and stopped, looking around at the quiet tents. Suddenly, lights appeared all around him. A hundred torches winked into existence from within dozens of different tents. Karathan frowned, and then his eyes opened wide as men began to pour from the tents, torch-like glistening off their bare tracks. Uh, off their bare backs, bare, rather. Their bare backs. Bare backs. Ooh. Bare backs. Ooh. No clothes on their backs. Um, Harathan stumbled back in terror. He knew those twisted figures. Arms like knotted tree branches. Skin pulled tight over strange ridges and unspeakable symbols. Though the night was quiet, memories howled in Harathan's ears. The tents and the merchants had been a ruse. There was n- uh, that was why so many feudals had come to the Aurelian markets despite the political chaos, and that was why they had stayed when the others had left. They weren't merchants at all, but warriors. The invasion of Aralon was about to- was about to begin a month early. The worm had sent the monks of Dakor. Jesus Christ. Damn. Um, so that is these guys. Um, so in ac- in order to access the door through the Dakor magic system, a few things have to occur. 
Um, it appears that the practitioners of the Dakor have to be feudal, so this is one of the bigger continents. Um, sort of a congregation of small archipelago, I believe, feudal is. Um, they have a little bit of a naughty theme to their names. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, so chanting is used um, in the creation progress, and effectively... To put it very plain and simple, the shapes that you use to access the door in this comes from your body itself. Yeah. Breaking and reshaping bones to fit particular symbols that then open up the door to you and you become the vessel. Um, So bone growth, the bones of the person accessing the Dakor begin to grow and twist. Since the investiture of cell is form-based, the shape of bone t- of the bone twists determine what powers a user of the Dakor can access. That's fucked. The, sh- mm-hmm. the shapes that they twist into are ancient feudal characters, so another alphabet. Um, Dakor users look like twisted figures with arms like knotted tree branches and tight skin pulled over weird spiky ridges of bone. Their bones appear as if a piece of metal had been inserted beneath the skeleton and their skeleton appears twisted over the top. <clears throat> oh my so god. Like a fucked up Wolverine. That's so um, fucked. I hate that. Their bones appear. Uh, sorry, I've read that sentence already. Uh, while they are abnormal, the Dakor monks don't seem deformed or inhuman when they're wearing robes. So it's pretty bad when you see their bare skin. When you cover their body, they're fine. Yeah. Um, their bone growth is subtle enough that a robe can hide it. Okay, um, right. Even with the initially repulsive nature of the bone twists, they still have, um, they, they still have a beautiful shape in some ways. When you were... There's something like... Sorry, yes. let's finish your description. They have, the twists have a bit of, like, beauty and elegance to them, but it's still twisted bones that look kind of fucked up. Um, the bone twists are also known to glow, specifically when teleportation or enhanced strength is being used. I, I originally um, heard this and I was like, yeah. oh, it's really interesting. So you have one that's very much a written language, very much a spoken, and like, and then this one's much more expressive. Like it could have been like voiced, voice language. So it's very much a difference between voiced and written, or a more of like a uh, physical language. Like you like you strike a pose and that's a power, right? I think that's very interesting to see the power of a uh, a written uh, followed language where you, you can build on strength through like writing a history and writing a a dictionary of powers right or like the powers of like physically being there and using your emotions and like like a dance or a fighting style to give special power but then you then then it turned into some body horror and i'm terrified of these guys now (laughs) i was like oh yeah they're using dance or song to like finally i'm like these guys are like the musical versions of the powerhouse of the turn and no it's nerds versus fucking demons from hell who body horrored their selves. Not nerds versus uh, theater geeks, um, you know? Yeah. I fucking I'm a little sad guys so much. So in order to <laughs> access certain powers of Dakor, living sacrifices must be made. A ritual needs to be performed before the sacrifices can be killed. Uh, the amount of investiture in the people killed is far more important than the number of people killed. Um, so that one's that? not too important for this novel, but it could be in future, so investiture within someone is related to the investiture they're holding so how powerful they are so if you were just to kill a regular person they've got a little bit of investiture in them you may need to kill a few to get a power but if you killed one big wizard who's very like an elantrian one of the on door people they've got a lot of investiture in them 
So you probably only need to kill one. Of How them. do they have okay. all magic in them if they write a language? Is that do they do they slowly absorb it over time? Uh, well, they're just constantly channeling it through their body. Okay. When they become chosen by the shells. So, and I this is probably pretty obvious, mm-hmm. but if they have what a lot it? of breaths from another world, they breathe um, a lot. They're like, yeah. <sighs> yep. From the other world. Um. They are very if someone tough. with a lot of breaths come over, they would be yeah. That side of it is a little bit more important to other magic systems than the ones in this because people in this world don't necessarily have lots of investiture. But if someone came over, I don't know, like say if a sword came over filled with investiture, that might be a really good object for them to sacrifice and get access to a huge amount of power. Um, he's pretty. That's just speculation. Fuck that dumb fucking um, sword. It's a pretty funky sword though. Mm-hmm. Hate that sword. Um, so regardless of how the Dakor system is accessed, there are some constant effects. Dakor can grant several abilities, some of which are part of the standard ability set for monks in the Dakor Monastery. Um, the first is the extreme strength of anyone that uses the Dakor. The bones of the Dakor are almost indestructible, uh, leaving melee weapons mostly useless against them. Those who use Dakor can receive enhanced speed as well. Um, another more costly power we see is teleportation. In exchange for one person's death, large groups of people can be transported instantaneously. Oh, come on, man. Um, the body of the spirit of the sacrificed um, are used to power this ability. So they sacrifice their very spirit to the beyond to teleport their soldiers. That feels like you would have a very like fine line of like, is this worth us teleporting? I gotta go find another guy to kill. Pretty much. <laughs> also, you say a lot of people. Are you saying like a hundred, a thousand? I think the group we see, it's a little bit dependent on people killed. So people killed equals investiture gained. Mm-hmm. Um, one random villager being killed is enough to transport like 20 odd people okay. to another country. So it's not a too far of a country to get to. <laughs> like maybe... I'm talking, like, going from, I don't know, maybe England to, like, Belgium sort of distance, you know? That's so fucking funny that you... But it's not like going from, you know, England to Australia. It's not It's not that hard. Like, you know, <laughs> we didn't have to kill the villager. We probably could have gotten there in, like, a week. But, like... We, we, we definitely could have just taken the car, you know what I mean? Needed, but, like, fuck that guy, right? Petrol, petrol price is ridiculous right now, you know what I mean? They are. Life is free. Um, Does it have to be another voluntary? Another or? ability, another ability granted by Dakor can change a person's appearance, such as race. Um, so this could presumably be used to change any aspect of a person's appearance. Um, Dakor can also grant the ability to negate um, aeons drawn by Elantrians, um, though it is also possible for Dakor to be negated, uh, Dakor to be negated by the aeon door. So they kind of counter each other. Someone that's gotten the right mutation from Dakor could effectively um, cut away an Aeon as it's being drawn and just completely destroy it. Um, and they would also be a bit more resistant to spells cast from it. But at the same time, Aeon Door is a very powerful way to break through those otherwise indestructible bones. Mm. So, yeah, kind of hard counter each other, if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, <laughs> yes. Um, and then, however, we do have one bit of detail uh which is kind of interesting um so you can one of the ways that they can fight the elantrians is by gaining the ability to be resistant to attacks from the door um so this basically makes them resistant to the spells cast by the aeon door um this power requires the death of around 50 people and is very rarely given out 
Um, it is an unknown if the ability to negate Aeons and the Resistance are two separate abilities or the same one. Um, Dakor lives uh, users live longer than regular humans, so they're kind of empowered. Um, Wait, what? So that's the Dakor. So they live a bit longer than a regular human once they start mutating themselves. Is that is that the same as the Andor or just the Dakor? The Elantrians do have a longer lifespan, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yes. Okay, so can I can I ask when you say the sacrifice is like yep. and fifty people, what's fifty people, you know what I mean? But is do they have to do they have to give voluntary or can they just kill people? Oh no, they can just kill people. So do they have to do a ritual for it or they can they yeah, just Yeah, so that's sorry, yeah. So there is a ritual side of it. I mentioned at the start, they, they, they need to perform a ritual before the person is killed. But that doesn't mean the person can't be there tied down, unable to escape. Great, okay. They can't just walk into a village, go hack, 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 hack. Cool, that's 50 people dead, give me my upgrade. They have to perform a specific ritual that only... (laughs) Especially some of the... The kingdom that's connected to these guys and controlled by the Skays, they're a bit fucked up, they're not completely fucked up. The one that requires, like, 50 people to die... Only very few people know how to perform that ritual, so it's not like you could just get random Dakor going out to a village, killing, taking 50 people, performing the ritual, killing them. It's very rare that that happens, at this point at least. So it's not as yeah. hard as getting 50 dedicated people to sacrifice themselves, but it's not as easy no. as just going to XP, kill 50 people and kill them. You have to no, actually you manage can't go 50 full murder. annoying yeah, people exactly. to kill them and get them in a place to do the ritual. Exactly, exactly. Um, but it's worth it. <laughs> exactly. Magic resistance. Um, so next exactly. one, we will go advantage. into the third and final magic system of this world, the Chay... The... Ech, Chay-san. 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 Chay-san so, nuts. <laughs> I was I'm gonna... so sorry. <laughs> That's the first so thing that came the... into my mind too, guy. <laughs> I'm on medication, so therefore I, I'm loose of baby. I'm just letting it rip. I'm glad that when Guy's on, like, medical medication to help for his his coming out of hospital, he's just come down to my level. He is is, (laughs) just just on the exact same level. Um, So so we have one more passage. It's okay. We have one more passage. Um, The the Fjordals finished dowsing the Elantrians with oil, then prepared their torches. During the entire process, Shudan moved his arms in restrained circular patterns, not increasing their speed. Lukul began to wonder if Shudan wasn't planning uh, was not wasn't planning an assault at all, but simply preparing himself for the inevitable. Then Shudan burst into motion. The young Baron snapped forward, spinning like a dancer as he brought his fist around, driving it into the chest of a chanting warrior Dakor monk. There was an audible crack. And Shodan spun again, slapping the monk across the face. The demon's head twisted completely around it, his eyes bulging as the reinforced neck snapped. And Shodan did it all with his eyes closed. Lukul couldn't be certain, but he thought he saw something else. A slight glow following Shodan's movements in the dawn shadows. Yelling a battle cry, more to motivate himself than frighten his foes, Lukul grabbed a table leg and swung it at a soldier. The wood bounced off the man's helmet, but the blow was powerful enough to daze him, so Lukul followed it up with a solid blow to the face. The soldier dropped and Lukul grabbed his weapon. Now he had a sword. He only wished he knew how to use it. <laughs> Me. Um, yeah. um, so that is someone watching someone begin using the chaser. So this is the third and very, not so much secretive, but the most 
old wives tale one of all the magic systems it's mm. kind of it's a lot of people so okay the way it's described it kind of comes off very similar to like um you know people do like tai chi and yoga and stuff mm-hmm. a lot of people just kind of see it as like a tai chi in this world they're like oh that's cute you do some chai sun that that's good that's good like mobility exercise when in reality, someone that's really well practiced with it is actually using the shape of their body going through these particular circular motions it's the to guys, engage. Yeah, it's the guys that the Matt wanted. It's the guys that... Yeah, it is the dudes that Matt wanted. Correct. From the last thing where you're talking about people using their bodies. No, I'm really... Dancers. Oh, you're talking yeah, about it's the about... dance... It's, yeah. it's basically, av- it's, yeah, it's, it's like, oh yeah, it's the dancer guys. Okay. They're using yeah, the power yeah. without having to like murder people or sacrifice themselves. This is, mm-hmm. this exactly. is these are, these are the perfect men. Um, this is what I want. So we only see, we only see one person in the first book that uses the Chaisana. That is he- a dude named Shudan. Um, he is from a distant land that not a lot of characters come from. Presumably they'll go there a future book. Who fucking knows? Um, but th- that is the continent, the country, whatever, that there is a bit of both clashing and that's where people from there can tap into this um so shouldn't claims that chaisan is simply a way to focus a warrior's mind and body before battle but he later uses it while fighting the empowered dakor monks that weapons can't kill so his fists are clearly very strong um chaisan is practiced um is practiced via meditative martial arts style that appears to focus on speeding up motions and gaining power from them which then appears to draw upon the door as all the investitures on cell are form-based once again, it is quite possible that the different forms and moves of the Chaisan are what determines the powers a practitioner is tapping into. Um, I say quite possible, we basically know it, but you know. Um, nice. So is this like the, the other ones yes. where you're, you're more powerful at it when you're, clo- when you're born closer, or can you be anywhere and use these monk powers? Um, we assume so. Okay. We don't technically know, but we assume so. Um, Does it seem to be a mix of both, or is it unique? Is it is it related to the other? Seems like it's unique, which is kind of weird. It's quite unique. So yeah. is it... But also, we've only seen one random character use it for one second, so ah, like, we don't know lots about sense. it yet. Question, um, and this might break mm-hmm. the door open. This could be like what you're going to, but mm-hmm. the the god implied to kill these other two gods. What happened to them? Um, we'll find out in a future episode. <laughs> Not My relevant. theory, I'm laying down right now with zero evidence. Mm-hmm. They put this here. They like went like, mm, yeah, let's put this here, and went then pieced out. Just to re- let's put a little chaos in this world of two, they, two dead gods. They did and they didn't. They did it. Yeah, they put this here. Yeah, that is correct. I'm right. But it's 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 not their investiture. It's the investiture of the other two gods that they just killed. I didn't say they put their investiture in yeah, here. Yeah, I just yeah, said they yeah. did it. That is correct. They put it here in some way or another. That's fine. Um, so a person using Chaisan moves their body in specific circular patterns, slowly gaining speed. Uh, the person continuously keeps their hands and legs moving. They move as though they are struggling against some unseen force with their muscles tensed. Um, the leaps um, and arm motions of the chaisan seem similar to a dance. Um, when the door is being accessed in this way, a dim glow is visible in the wake of the motions of their limbs. Um, if a person using the chaisan focus it loses focus for even a second, they lose access to the door and must start over. Um, That's got to be real embarrassing. You're I in the middle that. of combat and you're like, God, ooh, ow, that hurt. And you're like, oh, fuck. You've got to like, spin your fists around for another like, <laughs> 10 minutes. Hey, yep. 
Exactly. Hey, just, just give me a second. I get it back in the rhythm. They like put their headphones on, like. Spoiler alert! That's kind of what happened. This guy is not necessarily an amazing, well-practiced dude of the Chaisar, and he's just someone that uses it a bit. So he's going all badass, taking on all these Dako monks and fighting back against these soldiers. And then he gets like one bad cut on the leg, and he's like, "Ah, oh fuck!" And then his eyes open. And That's he's so funny. <laughs> So you really just need to get one good hit on these guys. You just need to fucking nod these guys and they're just out of <laughs> you it. Do. Yeah. Because I don't care how practiced you are. I don't care how devoted of a monk you are. I don't care what the fuck you are. If someone fucking cuts your leg with a sword, you're like, losing focus on what you're doing. I don't, I don't in the balls. I was more thinking like, they send 50 dance. bees at you. You're fucked. I mean, yeah, in theory. <laughs> Throw poison um, ivy at them. Exactly. Yeah. Just fucking oh no, gut my the skin fuck. itchy, itchy. Ah. So one of the abilities, so the actual abilities of it now, the abilities granted by the Chaisan is enormous strength. Someone practicing the Chaisan is capable of breaking the ribs of a Dakor monk um, and hitting one in the head so hard that its spine breaks. Despite the fact that the Dakor monk's body is enhanced to the point um, where even someone swinging a gigantic axe has very little effect on them. Um, another ability that the Chase Sun grants is um, intuitive spatial awareness, as we see Shudan performing all of his motions in this battle with his eyes closed. So it's very similar to kind of a D&D monk-esque sort of fighting. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty can, nice. I, can I ask a question? Yes. In this world, does that have like... And this might not be answered because it's magic, but... Does that have, like, a force, right? Is that, like, power? Like, they hit the axe hit them with the force of you swinging as far as you can, and therefore the Dekor monk hitting them, uh, with the hitting the guy, completely went, was way more powerful than the axe, right? That's what we're yes. saying. So, but, like, mm. if, they, if that person punched just, like, a normal fist, it would smatter into a thousand. I'm just saying, like... Did, did, is the punch just good enough to break magic or is it good enough to just be powerful enough to break anything? You know what I mean? Is that like a limit? We get the idea that it's more about it just being a really powerful punch okay. than it being like a magic undoing thing. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so yes, if he walked up to a castle wall, maybe he could make a hole in that wall. It's kind of sick. Possibly. Hell yeah. It's kind of sick. Um, Who needs metal yeah. when I got my fucking fist, baby? Just, okay, just keep the archers busy while I do this whole warm-up process. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just... I, gotta, do like a, gotta do like a Donkey Kong level fist spin up, you know? Hell yeah! <laughs> I just, get, get my champ down here, but he gotta do a fucking funky dance before he punches his yeah, wall into yeah, obliterate. Yeah. <laughs> I could see my champ doing a funky dance. He's got sure. four arms. I could see a pretty good dance with four arms, baby. Mm, mm. I could see that, I could see that. Um... But yes, that is the magic of the door. Those are the three systems, the three main systems that we see accessing it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I I like it. It's a it's a it's a somewhat interesting magic system. I I enjoy it. It's um, deliberately underbaked is the way that I like to look at it. And like you said, Matt, it is very much the thing I like about it that we kind of look at a world where God was halfway through making it before he fucking died. You know. So Brandon Samuelson. Made it, then it went, fuck, I don't know where to go from here, and decided to write 16 other books. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he has a grand plan. He fucking died. Yeah, he wrote other books. That, he says he has a grand plan in his head. No. They, well, they said that about the will. fucking uh, sequel Star Wars movies, and we all saw how they went. So, 
hey, do not compare these books to them. Um, Just saying. The god that killed those other two gods um, is the Shard of Odium, otherwise known as Hatred. Oh, nice. I wonder why he killed those gods then. That's so weird. (laughs) Opium. Opium, it's very deadly. I can see why it killed them. Odium is another shard who moved on from this world and went on to some other worlds looking for more gods to kill. No! Wait, from this, and from this planet or this world-meeting universe? This planet. Okay. He arrived here, killed these two gods, and then moved on. How? How? how, how when did he get born? Was it like minutes after he got born? He's like, fuck, you're going to go kill some people. Um, the justification he used is that when all of them, because the originally there were 16 of them were friends that killed the OG God and break him apart into 16 shards. D- did we get um, told that in the lot in the Brandon Samson, the Mythborn episode? I've talked about it for a little bit. Yeah. There was, there was one this. big God. We don't know a lot about it yet because there isn't a book written in the time area yet. Yeah. There was one big dude, um, who a bunch of people got together and were like, we need to kill him. We need to split him up somehow. Yeah. So they did that. And then they took up those shards themselves. Um, and then they, the one rule that they agreed before they went off into the universe was, but we have to stay split up. A uh, very few of them did that. So, there... so then Odium's decided, all right, fuck you. If you're going to break our one rule. So he arrived here where two of them had gone together and killed both of them. Nice. The amount of different team partnerships on planets we've seen so far, like they yep. did not, they don't agree to this. They made, <laughs> this is a, a single person project where there are multiple teams in this. Yep. Exactly. Are there enough planets for everyone to split up though? Oh, yeah. They can make their own planets. They're gods. Like, they make their planet is the idea. Hey, that's effort. If we could just both together (laughs) make a single planet, that's easy. So that is um, one day when I come back to what would probably be the last magic system Brandon sends an episode at some point in the future. It will be um, on the Stormlight archives, which is his gigantic series. Um, He's most and popular. talking about the gods of them. that world. Yeah, it's the one that all his fans are most horny for. I think it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Great. that is the that 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 that's that's the one where everything crosses over and it gets a bit fucking wonky. But the magic system's fun to talk about. I won't talk about the story side. I don't know how you um, look down the camera and lie through your fucking teeth <laughs> that that's the last Brandon Sanderson magic system you're going to talk about. Yeah, dude, you really can't say that. No, no, no. It's the last new one I'll talk about. I'll say that much. Okay. There will be, there's going to be at least, there's that one, maybe one episode, could be two, and there's at least another one on the Mythborn series coming, and we got there's going to be an ending of this or a synopsis of how this fucking thing works as a whole of a 16 shard thing we're going to have to get into eventually. And we know that Brandon, Brandon my boy, love him, he's going to come back to this series eventually and finish off this trilogy, and we're going to have to come back to it. I've laid out like at least four or five episodes right there. And you know what? If you enjoy this episode, that's four or five reasons to follow this episode and uh, like us on uh, Spotify and iTunes and uh, continue to listen. You know, another reason is that I'm thinking up an episode where we do like a battle royale, where we get to like combo, like all the the laws we've done. And I'm just thinking Machamp with Chase on is just like... 
That's a, that's <laughs> a solid entry. Like, it's not going to stand up to, like, Omega Death Punch or whatever the fuck else we've got going on. But, like, <laughs> it's there. It's going to be an well, idea. I was, How do you well, visualize? My, one idea I was thinking was a Hunger Games where a person from each of the magic systems I've talked about fights on an island and who wins. But <laughs> <laughs> we've already done the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games was one of our best episodes. I think we need a different platform. I think a tiered tournament system, randomized tiers tournament system, is the way to go. Uh, yeah. It's oh, just yeah. going to be a live That's stream right. of us and we're just going to have Smash Bros. NPCs. We're going to steal the fucking. <laughs> What's that thing? Alpha Rat has a thing where he just like makes NPCs play against each other in Smash Bros. Yeah. They all bet on the results. It's just going to be that. It's going to be a randomized bracket system. I've seen something like that, but I think if we are a bit more creative than just randomized uh, NPCs. Yeah, we yeah, can make yeah. it up ourselves. We can figure it I out. I think we can. We're creative lads. <laughs> but you should follow us for that delicious, delicious content. Exactly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, rate us five stars on iTunes. To, and the most important thing, tell your friends. The only way this podcast listens to, if you listen to it, if someone else finds it, or if you tell people that you like it, you know what I mean? Like, that is the biggest thing. It keeps us playing. It keeps us doing it. It keeps us writing scripts. It keeps us doing this shit. If you enjoyed it. And the most, most important thing, give me a kiss on the lips. Kiss me directly on my supple little lips. Uh, That you do not have to do this. Legally, you do not have to give Guy a little kiss. It will heal him from the hospital much quicker. It will fix me. It will fix me so much. Please do not do this if you don't Um, want to. So yeah, the last, the, the last, the last thing. Just, There's uh, more. Um, th- yeah, well, the, the, the last thing, as we say goodnight here and talk away. I, I just, I had a little thing that I put to at the very bottom. I think. Um, uh, but so before, three magic before you systems, go, before, there's... before you go. Ah, uh, we have, we also have an Instagram and a TikTok, and the TikTok's really good. And uh, go follow that, and Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. I'm so disappointed. The TikTok's that. actually good. Matt sent a video to our group chat and was like, "What do you guys think of this?" And I was like, "I'll pity watch this. I'll, it is, I'm sure it'll be a fine effort." It's fucking <laughs> funny as. Go watch our TikTok. I'm making some great efforts. Great edits of these things, um, and uh, yeah, and we're on Twitch if you can find us. If you can find us, it's a game. <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> Find us. Not even Matt knows our username. Um, we so there's three of us. There's three magic systems. I think it's fair to say Matt as the um, like the 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 the, the, the uh, Think of a word. Think of a word that's not insulting. A complimentary word, please. Please, a nice the, word. The, probably the best studying person in the group, I'd say, of us three. Okay. Um, clearly fits the Aeon door very nicely. Um. I clearly fit the chase on very well, as uh, my 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 mum with her all of her Pilates knowledge. Will Broken teach me the bones that and I need. And um, <laughs> guy, you're the de- decor is your bones betray you. Um, oh no! <laughs> Are you coming up for this, you son of a bitch? His bones are broken, they're twisted. They're Just because I have infection through my fucking lumbar, my spine. You piece of shit. And anyway, that's all for tonight. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Good evening, everyone. I love you. Oh, 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 my God. You, you bitch. Thank you for listening to Living by the Law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us on iTunes and tell your friends. The link is in the description, and thank you in advance. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Living by the Law to keep updated on the latest about our podcast. We have been, and always will be, living by the law. Thank you for your company, and good night.